Welcome to the Center for Spiritual Living Santa Rosa, a spiritual community that promotes global transformation through personal transformation. At the Center, we are motivated by a compelling vision of a healthy, loving world, which we call the Global Heart Vision. This vision inspires us to bring the gifts of compassion and loving-kindness to the world through our ministries and teaching. What you are about to hear is a recording of a message delivered at the Center for Spiritual Living Santa Rosa. Feel welcomed. Feel at home. If you have your journal with, you'll see that the published topic for today is The Body Remembers. Well, you have to scratch that out. Because there's too much going on today and in the world for us to focus on that right now. We've got the whole month to talk about the body, right? But oh, today, today you heard is Father's Day. It's also, you heard in the prayer, Juneteenth, the, federal, the new federal holiday. And also the entire month is Pride Month, celebrating LGBTQ plus lives. So let's just dive in and tackle all of that today. And we'll get back to the body too next week, all right? So Father's Day in the United States. Father's Day, well, it has a woman to thank. Sonora Smart Dodd from Spokane, Washington. We have her to thank for Father's Day because in 1910 she had this idea and really worked hard at getting it to move through. She wanted to establish a holiday that was equal to Mother's Day, but for the dads. And so she went about her business. She visited churches. She went to the YMCA. She went to shopkeepers. She went to government officials to drum up support for this idea. And she succeeded. And Washington State celebrated the nation's first statewide Father's Day on June 19th, 1910. And then it became a national holiday in 1972. 1910 to 1972. Make note of that, the length it takes. All right, just make note of that. And um, so we got to say thank you, Sonora Dodd, for having a vision and sticking with it while the world catches up. So happy Father's Day. Now, June is also the month in which we celebrate Juneteenth. As I said, the federal holiday commemorating the freedom of the last enslaved people in Texas. It's celebrated on June 19th, that's today, and that's the reason why our offices at Home Office and also here in Santa Rosa are closed on Monday in honor of the holiday. Now, this particular holiday, although it has its roots back in the 1860s, is only recently recognized nationally. As recent as last year, 2021, when President Joe Biden signed the Juneteenth National Independence Day Act into law. Now, sometimes the Emancipation Proclamation is read at Juneteenth celebrations. The Emancipation Proclamation was made by President Abraham Lincoln, who I am learning was a moderately conservative Republican with moderately social liberal political philosophy in terms of social justice and um, federal power and equal rights and so on. And he proclaimed, I, Abraham Lincoln, President of the United States, by virtue of the power in me vested, do order and declare, and then I'm going to skip to the third paragraph, 
that on the first day of January in the year of our Lord, 1863, all persons held as slaves within any state or designated part of a state, and he's talking about states in rebellion against the United States at the time, shall then, thenceforward, and forever be free. And the executive government of the United States, including the military and naval authority thereof, will recognize and maintain the freedom of such persons and will not do no acts to repress such persons or any of them in any efforts they may make for their actual freedom. Well, did you know, um, you probably know that, I'm fairly new as an American, that it wasn't until Union soldiers arrived in Texas on June 19th in 1865, two years later, that the state's residents finally learned that slavery had been abolished. Do you see what I'm talking about? Start to realization. Now, it's noteworthy to me that a proclamation had to be made to state what ought to be a self-evident spiritual truth and that it would take 157 years to make a federal formal acknowledgement of the celebration. 157 years later. Well, as I researched and learned about this holiday, it got me to thinking, this reminds me of our spiritual practice, you know. Because in spiritual practice, we are to declare the truth, and the world might take a moment to catch up. Still, we are to... Keep your eye on the spiritual truth and don't waver from it, though the world may be taking its time to catch up. Though black, indigenous, and people of color continue to suffer discrimination and harmful cultural stereotyping and systemic racism, don't give up. Declare the self-evident spiritual truth and then keep moving. State the spiritual truth and keep going. Affirm, recognize, and align with spiritual truth and keep on keeping on like Bayard Rustin did, an openly gay African-American civil rights leader who in 1941 marched on Washington to press for an end to racial discrimination in employment. He also organized some of the freedom rides to, to raise awareness that racial discrimination had not yet ended, even though it was proclaimed to be over when? In 1863. It had not ended some 78 years later. So, Bayard Rustin helped organize the um, Southern Christian Leadership Conference to support Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. And do you know it was he, Bayard Rustin, who introduced Dr. King to Mahatma Gandhi's philosophy of nonviolent resistance and the tactics of civil disobedience? See, Bayard Rustin, he didn't give up when the world had not yet caught up Caught up with what? With his vision of what I call self-evident spiritual truth. He carried on. And then later on in his life, he stood up for equal rights for the LGBTQ community. 
declaring something that is spiritually self-evident, even though the world was still and is still catching up. And do you know that he was targeted and criticized because of his sexuality? In fact, some politicians threatened to tell the press falsely that he and Dr. King were gay lovers. He didn't stop. He just moved into the background, so he usually acted behind the scenes because he didn't and he couldn't give up. Thank you, Bayard Rustin, for having a vision and sticking with it until more and more of it became a reality. And may we stand for that vision until at last all of it is real. I am celebrating this Father's Day and Juneteenth and Pride Month inspired by all of this. So I'm remembering today to stay the course, even though the world may not yet have caught up. I am remembering to declare the self-evident spiritual truth and keep moving towards it, no matter what. I'm remembering to affirm, recognize, and align myself with self-evident spiritual truth and to as best as possible, not waver from it, though the world may be taking a moment, a decade, a century to catch up with the reality that all people are equal and that love is love is love is love and that equality is not a special right. Bayard Rustin said, the proof that one really believes is in action. Bayard Rustin said, the real radical is the person who has a vision of equality and is willing to do those things that will bring reality closer to that vision. Well, we at the Center for Spiritual Living have a vision of a world that works for everyone. And as spiritual leader of our movement, I wrote a letter to all of our communities across the globe to ask them, what is your community's social engagement? What are you doing? Oh my goodness, because I want to report it at our conference next year in February in Vista. I want to say what we're doing in the world. We have the vision. What are we doing? And the responses are starting to trickle in. Oh my goodness, it's so inspiring. People are keeping on, though the world is catching on. Uh, Julie Burns has translated the letter into Spanish so that we can reach our Spanish communities across the world, Spanish-speaking communities. And Alan Yeager, he was the one who produced and printed and got it all mailed up. Right here from Santa Rosa, we're sending this message out. And Reverend Russ contacted all of our local ministers and said, what are we doing, including our jail ministry and the people who are cooking food for the shelterless and uh, our nonprofit partner program. And you heard mention of Dave for girls and our AIDS life cycle team. Oh, uh, ooh, our AIDS life cycle team. Oh my goodness. You know, we heard last week that they did their ride. And did you know that they collected, 
raised with our help through our community bake sale nearly $5,000 for their expenses and then added to that with help and their effort, they raised $26,000, which is added then to the nearly or over $19 million that all the cyclists together raised to support education and services for people living with HIV and AIDS. Wow. Yeah. So I was part of a daily text stream with messages from the team. You know, every time they stopped or they got to a rest stop or every day, every new day that started. So I watched them with awe every day on this 545-mile ride from San Francisco to Los Angeles. And one of the team members, Jose's son, sent them a beautiful song of encouragement. I saw that. And then the candlelight vision on the la- candlelight vigil on the last night of the ride on the beach, where, oh, particularly touching, you know, when cyclists and volunteers take candles and they take them onto the beach silently in memory of those lost to the epidemic, you know. And among those who were remembered was our own Micah Price, who we lost too too early. Beautiful. And I saw photos of them taking swimming breaks in the ocean and in streams and saw photos of the communities along the way coming out to support the effort. Like the, the commu- one community puts on an ice cream sundae stop and then there's the fried artichoke stop and then the entire town of Bradley and the school community comes out and the triumphant photos of making it halfway to Los Angeles thinking, oh, it's almost done, it's not. And I watched them ride through rain and wind and sun and I thought to myself these are the heroic acts of compassion and caring by people who don't quit because there is still work to be done lives to be saved and funds to be raised we have our AIDS Life Cycle Center for Spiritual Living team with us today. And I want to invite them onto the stage so we can acknowledge them. We have with us, won't you raise your hand, Captain Jerry Huffaker, who did, this is his fifth ride. Jose Mesa at the end, his third ride. Anne Bastion here in the red medical team, wonderful. This is Anne's third ride, wonderful. And Laura Baker, won't you raise your hand, Laura, this is Laura's second ride. And Lynn Harding, second ride, who you'll see volunteering all over the center, all of these people. And we have also um, Matthew Durand, who's the co-captain, and this is Matthew's 15th ride. (laughs) 
And also standing right here next to me is Wayne Stanfield. And this was Wayne's first ride. And so I've asked Wayne to say a few words about what that experience was like. Thank you for the honor of being recognized as the Center for Spiritual Living Santa Rosa 2022 member of this great AIDS life cycle team. We practiced for five and a half months before the ride, training rides on Saturday up to 90 miles. I had never done more than 70 miles in one day, and certainly not 545 miles in seven days. Day one was out of the Cow Palace in San Francisco. We left at 6.30 in the morning to thunderous applause from supporters, family members, with a police escort. Shortly after the start, there was a drizzle that started, turning into a massive, wind-driven, pelleting deluge for the next three hours. We continued with focused determination, fortitude, and the ever-outstanding roadie support at rest stops and at the lunch place. The roadies provided in route mechanical, personnel, transportation, and medical care, and they were always available. Santa Cruz camp that night was a much appreciated dry stop. Days two through five went from 109 miles, the longest, to 42 miles, the shortest, and we went through the communities of King City, Paso Robles, uh, Santa Maria, and Lompoc. Uh, where the days were both challenging and invigorating. The, there was uh, a couple of hills, the Quad Buster and the Evil Twins. Uh, the nice thing was that the downhills on the other side were <laughs> quite welcome. We enjoyed beautiful vistas and a special halfway to Los Angeles photo op uh, on day three. It was really special. Uh, day five was the Red Dress Day, and in Lompoc, the mayor of Lompoc, greeted us all with gift certificates of appreciation. She was really uh, a classy lady. Day six was Lompoc de Ventura, 89 miles, with great Pacific Ocean and beach views. On a very personal level, I was able to meet with my daughter and her husband in Santa Barbara, which was quite special. Every camp evening had an evening presentation. There was a video of photos of the day's ride with commentary from both the riders and the roadies followed by safety briefings, talent shows, and a few movie nights. The Ventura camp was extra special, as Edward had alluded to. After the usual presentation, we moved to the beach with lit candles and formed a large memorial remembrance circle. Following moments of silence, we placed our candles in the sand in our circle's center. It was an absolutely galvanizing, deeply emotional experience. As I registered on the tearful sobbing of those around me and the loss of loved ones that the candles represented, I deeply and resolutely understood the importance of support for those with AIDS and the research for the end of AIDS. Day seven was from Venture to Los Angeles, 69 miles and our last day. We rode together as a team to the finish line, viewing miles of beaches and the mansions of Beverly Hills. When reaching the finish line, teammate Laura asked me how I was doing. Deep emotion brought tears to my eyes and I expressed that I was sad that this was the end of this journey. I had thoroughly enjoyed and treasured our team's seven days on the AIDS life cycle. The sense of community, 
mutual appreciation and acceptance of others without judgment, countless experiences of support and oneness of all was inspirational. It was and is a life-changing event for me. I was enriched by immersion and exposure to this community. I wish the world could be as non-judgmental and accepting as what I had experienced. Since the early 1980s, over 30 million lives have been lost to AIDS. On this year's ride, we generated the most donations ever, close to $17.8 million, added to the $390 million that have been donated uh, over the last 29 years. All to contribute to the support of the San Francisco AIDS Foundation and the Los Angeles LGBT Plus Center in their ever so important support for those with AIDS and the quest to end AIDS. To all you donors, deepest gratitude and appreciation for your time, energy, passion, and support for a world that works for everyone. Blessings. Happy Juneteenth and Father's Day. Thank you very much, Wayne. And I've also asked Anne from the medical team perspective to come and say a few words. Hello. Um, so I'm on the roadie team. Um, roadies are the support teams. Roadies are individuals who volunteer their time for the week of ALC. We're placed on a team of our preference, and there are many roadie teams, uh, such as bike parking, traffic, medical, pack-up, are just a few examples. There are a total of about 650 roadies um, who support the uh, cyclists from San Francisco to LA. I'm a roadie on the medical team, which is comprised of physicians, nurse practitioners, physicians assistants, RNs, EMTs, greeters, etc. We get to provide medical support to the riders at base camp and daily out on the ride at every rest stop. The medical tend to staff 24 hours a day. Our most popular services include distribution of butt butter, sunscreen, and Advil. <laughs> and then, of course, our infamous butt clinic, which opens at 6 a.m. every morning. We got to keep those butts healthy to make it to L.A. <laughs> and most importantly, though, is we have fun. We have themes at all the rest stops, such as 80s day, beach day, spa day, cartoon characters. We just love laughing and supporting the riders. Um, and cheering them on. That's always a lot of fun. And last but not least, we give out lots of hugs and smiles. By day four, riders can be tired, physically, mentally, and emotionally, and just need a little TLC. All I can say is that I am honored to be a roadie. I am overwhelmed by the love and compassion shown to all. It's a beautiful thing to see the masses come together for a week to support this cause. The love bubble is real, and it's just a special experience to be involved in this epic ride. And now I'd like to acknowledge an honorary team member. She jumped in at the last minute to be a driver on the outside. She was a cheerleader along the way for our team and assisted wherever she could. Uh, thank you, Jan Peterson. We love you, Jan. I hope she's here later. <laughs> um, and that's, that's Lynn's wife. Um, and last but not least, thank you all um, here at the center for your supporting us all these years, coming out for the bake sales and being with us in spirit during the week of the ride. We could feel your love. We appreciate you so much.
Um, we love you and thank you. Thank you very much to our AIDS Lifecycle team. Thank you so much for coming up here and being with us today and supporting us and representing us in the world. <sighs> I do confess that I may have visited the butt clinic once in a while when I was on the ride, and I can attest to the value and importance of keeping that part of the anatomy healthy for the ride. Happy Father's Day, happy Juneteenth, and happy Pride. Let us take a moment to turn within in prayer. There is only one living spirit, the source of all, the generator of all, the cause of all, the only power over all. This one is in and through all creation, not limited by that which is created. It is in and through me and all people hearing this word who identify with this. There is no other way. And it is in the acknowledgement of this living spirit as an ever-present power that our freedom and celebration comes into being, into life. And so today, I keep my mind, my thought, and my attention on the self-evident spiritual truth and keep going towards it, no matter what. I'm deeply grateful for all those who help who serve, who contribute, and who love. And I allow all of that to be an inspiration and a guidance for me on my own journey so that I may be inspired to take my place among the community of beings and to keep on going until all are free. And so it is. <laughs>